غلام آپ کے جتنے غریب ہوں پہ بھی غلام آپ کے جتنے غریب ہوں پہ بھی غلام آتے گے جاتے گے میں بھی انشاءاللہ we are going into our own system how we used to do Insha'Allah, that is quarter uh, past two, Insha'Allah, we will be uh, uh, calling uh, our main man in Mecca al-Mukarrama, Brother Akbar Clayton. He will be, Insha'Allah, Rabbil Alameen, uh, will be with us on the phone, and he has some surprises for us. I am so glad, I'm so happy that uh, I have some man there who is really wanting, or really have the same spirit like how we have it here. But he has a spirit in order to educate us and tell us exactly what's going on, what's happening. That is with regards to the, the worships and the, the benefits that we are, inshallah, and they are gaining from the inshallah, Rabbil Alameen. So my uh, dear brother, uh, engineer, inshallah, whoever is engineering now, I would like them to actually uh, start calling uh, brother Akbar. And uh, let us see uh, uh, how we're going to start with him. Uh, and uh, we'll see, inshallah, if there is any questions that you would like uh, uh, to refer to our brother Akbar, the, uh, the Hajj broadcaster from Mecca al-Mukarrama. If you have any questions, if you have any queries, please, uh, uh, relate it to us, send it to our tablet. Our engineer will send it to me. And from there, we're going to ask our brother Akbar about, uh, uh, about it, inshallah, Rabbil Alameen. So what we need you to do now is to think of a question. Think of something. Suppose you want to know about the food. Suppose you want to know about um, the, the, the hajis, the condition, the health. Suppose you want to know about what exactly they are doing right now, what they're going to do tomorrow, what they're going to do the next day, inshallah, you may send me those messages if you like, you, if you like to, and we, are, uh, we, we will actually refer it to our uh, Hajj broadcaster from Mecca al-Mukarramah with pleasure. And I'm sure that he is going to be happy to answer all your queries, inshallah, Rabbil Alameen. And now we, we want to go for our um, Nazam. Let's go for our Nazam now. And thereafter, we, while we are calling our brother Akbar and to see what, is, what he has got for us, uh, inshallah. Shukran. <laughs> and he's got some guests for us uh, in 10 minutes time. He will be there, inshallah, in 10 minutes time. Meanwhile, we can talk about the benefit of those Mubarak days, the days of the Hajjah. So inshallah, Rabbil Alameen, respected listener, in 2 minutes time, in 10 minutes time, uh, we will be actually uh, uh, speaking to uh, uh, Brother Akbar Clayton in Mecca al-Mukarramah and uh, he will be, inshallah, Rabbil Alameen, giving us 
a full report about what was happening today maybe yesterday as well because yesterday they had a break so we don't know what were they doing uh, especially now that they are in Azizia you know that they are in Azizia now they are not in Mecca uh, they are not in the in the village Mecca but they are uh, on the outskirts of Mecca as they have mentioned to us it's about uh, it's about 13 minutes or so via a car and it will take it's about eight kilometers only respected listener between Aziziyah and Mecca al-Mukarramah in fact if it happens that you go inshallah to Mecca al-Mukarramah for Hajj or for Umrah and you it happens that you reside in Aziziyah then it is uh, it is very important uh, that you uh, should know the route to uh, Mecca al-Mukarramah because sometimes the traffic is chock-a-block and uh, you cannot move, you cannot move no matter what you do, you cannot move the traffic is completely blocked and there is no ways for you that you can move and uh, there it comes our legs our legs comes very 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 handy that time especially for those ones who like to walk Many of us don't like to walk because we became lazy now. We, we don't give our legs the opportunity to walk and practice walking, which is very, very important, respected listener. Remember, most of your work in Hajj and Umrah is walking. You, 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 can't take, uh, you can't take a vehicle, you can't take a transport, you can't take anything. You have to rotate around the Kaaba by your legs you have to go Safa Marwa up and down by your legs uh, uh, some people who are uh, uh, disabled those ones who have uh, uh, health problems they cannot walk because of heart problems because of lungs problems because of whatever problems uh, uh, then we they cannot walk so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made it possible for them to do the Hajj via certain uh, ways and certain means and uh, in that way they still do the Hajj as you have done it they will do it inshallah see how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is great he enhances those people they uh, the government and um, the Hajj ministry in uh, in Saudi to, he enhances them with ideas that they come up with lately now they have some like golf carts you know the golf carts those carts that they go into the field of golf because the distances between the pockets are very far so they use uh, uh, like like uh, little uh, little cars that takes them from one area to another area it's far but it takes them there. So they organized those ones in a more simpler way. So anybody will be able to drive it. Anybody, ladies, men, old, young, everybody will be actually uh, be able to, uh, to drive these vehicles. And uh, they are upstairs. They are not downstairs. Downstairs, only uh, people on foot, not even wheelchairs, are allowed in the plate uh, uh, of the Kaaba. Up the second floor, the third floor, now the, the third floor where you can find the vehicles. The fourth floor, 
uh, you find that the highest is the highest floor uh, in in the in the entire area, and it doesn't have a roof. That area where you can make the tawaf around the Kaaba doesn't have a roof. It's high. And uh, most of people, uh, they go there, those people who cannot find space downstairs, so they go up there. But then the third floor, that's where you find the uh, carts, those uh, those uh, golf carts. Uh, I think they charge 100 rand or so. So uh, a, a man and his wife may actually sit uh, in, in there. And, uh, you know, the, the, the elderly people uh, do not respond so quickly. It happened that yesterday, uh, not yesterday, sorry, uh, last year, last year when I was there, and we were in the third, uh, third, uh, third floor, and we were doing uh, our mataf, and uh, we finished our mataf, and then now we are on our way out to go to the hotel. Uh, we were we were in uh, we were in uh, in uh, in Azizia still, and uh, just we were taking a break. And we stood there to have the last look at the Kaaba al-Musharrafah. What a beautiful, beautiful sight, respectively. Something else. Something else. That what you see in TV and you see on your videos and you see uh, 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 in, in, in books and pictures, you will see in reality. And it will be a much more better experience if you touch the Kaaba. Touch the Kaaba and see how big bricks that it has. It has giant bricks, respected listener, giant. I don't, I wonder how they managed to carry those uh, uh, bricks that is not uh, uh, manufactured. It has been brought from the mountain, mountains surrounding Mecca. And then they shape it and then they, they put it. There and uh, obviously, I don't know what type of cement that they have put there because it, it seems like that cement is like everlasting cement or what. And you, you can't find a real gap between one brick and another brick. It's like very, very thin layer of cement or whatever material that they, ha they have used in order to stick the bricks together. So uh, I, I don't know, but I I am sure that the brick itself it is nothing. Each brick is nothing less than fifty kgs upwards. Fifty kgs upwards. That's every brick, every brick, and it is not of a of an ordinary type of a of a of a, of a, of a brick. No, it's not those face bricks and all that. that uh, um, uh, the the ones that we use for our buildings? No, 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 no. It's completely different. These bricks has been cut from the mountain itself, and most of the mountains surrounding Mecca al-Mukarram, respected listener, are rocky. So it is rock granite, granite, solid, very solid rocks, and uh, it, to carry those rocks, uh, I think no ways. It has to be carried by two, three people, each one. Each one at least must have two, three people, maybe four people to carry it and place it in its right position. That is Al-Ka'b Al-Mukarramah. So we were standing there, me, myself, Akbar, and another uh, person uh, from, uh, from Durban, Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen, and... Uh, uh, 
actually we were standing there and watching the Kaaba. And there once one person comes with his cart and doop, he hit me in the back. Uh, but nothing, I, I was not harmed at all. But the man was so in shock. He was so like like shocked. He didn't he didn't know what to say. He didn't say anything because he didn't know what to say. Apparently, he was exhausted and he was uh, uh, he was tired and he was sleepy and he just took a, 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 a dose and there he hit me. But Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, it was all good, Alhamdulillah. And we have our brother Akbar Clayton on the line. Let us uh, listen and let us uh, say Assalamu Alaikum wa Rahmatullahi wa Barakatuh, brother Akbar. Wa Alaikum Salam wa Rahmatullahi wa Barakatuh. How are you, Mulana? Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. How are you keeping? Alhamdulillah. Oh, we're trying to survive the heat, Alhamdulillah. Today, how 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 is the temperature there? Uh, I'm not quite sure what the temperature is, Mulana, but it's hot. <laughs> I Very hot, today, eh? But our group, it's 42 degrees today, I've just been told. And uh, they told us last night in our group lecture that on the day of Arafah, we can expect a temperature from 52 to 55 degrees. So please remember us in your du'as, please, dear listeners. Of course, inshallah. Mulana, I what have you got for us? Your wonderful, I was just listening to your wonderful story. And uh, I had to share with the listeners. Remember, you were in the wheelchair last year. And yes. uh, I think you were in Medina, standing and waiting for me to come and fetch you. Because yes. I think I'd got to the toilet. And someone came past and they gave you a five real sadaka. And how yes. quickly you rejected that money. <laughs> <laughs> and I will never forget that story. No, you remember the other one? The, when you went to get us some tea and you came back yes. and you found one whole lot of uh, kajur with me. Yes, yes, yes. It was yeah, somebody else. So we had else. some good times. We had some good laughter. Yeah, absolutely. Alhamdulillah. We had some good moments. Alhamdulillah. Mulanam. So basically, I just felt that uh, we are on the Mubarak Sop of Hajj, and I felt that it was important for our listeners to get an overview on what is Hajj, what is the purpose of Hajj, and what is right. the monastic of Hajj. And alhamdulillah, I have managed to locate an alim, Mulana Abdul Hamid Parker from Cape Town, and he has kindly agreed to give us a brief interview and provide an overview of the purpose of Hajj and the monastic of Hajj, inshallah. Mashallah. Um, so that the viewers can understand what is um, ahead of the Hujjaj and what is expected from us and how we should execute our duty unto Allah. So, um, with all things being equal, Alhamdulillah, Bismillah, I now hand over to Mulana Abdul Amid Parker. Okay. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Rabbi shirah li sadri wa yasir li amri wa ahlul uqdatan min lisani yasfaw qawli. سبحانك لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا إنك أنت العليم الحكيم اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا اللهم انفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته وعليكم السلام ورحمة الله وبركاته مولانا كيف الحال الحمد لله طيب وأنت الحمد الحمد لله بخير إن شاء الله رب العالمين ما شاء الله ما شاء الله we are waiting for your bit of message there Inshallah, Inshallah. I'll try and do it as brief as possible. Inshallah. 
Allah Ta'ala make it easy for us. Amen. So, all praise and thanks is due to Almighty Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, who is indeed our creator, our sustainer, our nourisher. And we send our salams upon our beloved Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and his uh, noble companions and all those who follow him till the day of Qiyamah. As we know, uh, you know, Had is the fifth pillar of Islam and millions of Muslims have arrived, you know, in the holiest city of Mecca to perform their annual Had pilgrimage which begins uh, on Friday. Inshallah. Being the first pillar of Islam, Hajj, or the act of making a pilgrimage, is mandatory, and that means it is farb and compulsory, a compulsory religious duty for Muslims. Adult Muslims are required to perform Hajj at least once in lifetime if they have physical and financial ability. In it, the pilgrims, the hajis, follow the footsteps of our noble Nabi Ibrahim alayhi salam, Prophet Ibrahim alayhi salam and his family. And Nabi Ibrahim alayhi salam preached the oneness of Allah, a message that was later revived and renewed by all the last of, uh, and by the last of prophets. Yes. By Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So Ibrahim alayhi salam along with his son Ismail salam, built the Kaaba in the holy city of Makkah. And accordingly, this pillar reflects the notion of complete submission to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the faith of Nabi Ibrahim salam. Mm-hmm. For many pilgrims, Hajj is perceived to be a journey of the body and the soul at the same time. Yes. The first of the first day of Hajj, which is the seventh of uh, the eighth of Dil Hajjah, last month of the Islamic calendar, the holy journey requires the pilgrim to perform ten rituals before and during Hajj. So, just in short, here are the basic steps you you may want to know about Hajj. Hmm. First and foremostly, uh, the Hajj goes into a state of ihram. This is considered the first step for any pilgrim wishing to perform the Hajj. To enter the state of Ihram, a pilgrim has to recite an intention to perform Hajj, which is called the Talbiyah. This is when the pilgrim prepares one's soul, mind and body for journey to the Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Entering the stage begins from the Miqat, or the place that is outside the pilgrimage area. Men and women going on Hajj adhere to a specific dress code which is aimed at showing modesty and shedding all signs of wealth. Men don unstitched white garments while women wear normal stitched clothes and a headscarf. Women are forbidden, however, from wearing the niqab. So there are certain rules regarding wearing the niqab when a woman is in a haram. Gee. However, in fact, the word haram originates from the Arabic term tahrim, yes. which means prohibited. Because 
the state is believed to have a special essence of spiritual purity. There are certain acts that are not allowed for pilgrims whilst in the state. Among them are using of perfumes, cutting of hair and nails, and slaughtering of animals. So that is in short the state of Tehran. As we know, many people might wonder about Makkah and the Kaaba. The Saudi Arabian city is considered Islam's holiest city, as it holds Al-Masjid Al-Haram, or as it is commonly known, the Grand Mosque that surrounds the Kaaba. The shape of the Kaaba is the squared or cubic uh, building which Muslims believe to has been put together by Prophet Ibrahim salam and Ismail salam. As we know that these two prophets of Allah Ta'ala were instructed to build the Kaaba and then Muslims called the Kaaba the house of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala which is the holiest house of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala amongst all the other houses, the other masajids and the mosques around the world. And if, if you allow me, Maulana, if you allow me for, for a, a short, short query, uh, one question here I received saying, if we are saying it is the house of Allah, does it mean that Allah subhanahu wa stays there? Okay, do you want me to respond to that? Please. Okay, inshallah. So the house of Allah means a place of worship. It is a place of worship which it definitely does not mean that Allah Ta'ala says in the house, Allah Ta'ala is above the seven heavens and the seven earths. Allah Ta'ala is on his earth and Allah Ta'ala is beyond staying in that kind of house. So this is just a mere symbol of direction and a symbol of holiness and uniformity where all the Muslims are right around the world, they face one direction from every any part of the world. This is the direction to show uniformity amongst Muslims globally. Is that okay? G. G. Okay. Second uh, ritual that has to be performed is obviously the tawaf. Upon arrival to Makkah, the pilgrims should make tawaf or circumambulation, as it is known in English. It is considered an integral part of pilgrimage and refers to the seven times pilgrims circle around the Kaaba at the beginning, during, and at the end of the Hajj. So this is in short what the, the Tawaf means and the circuits are done in a counterclockwise direction and are thought to express the unity uh, between Muslims in worshipping one God that is Allah alone. So the, the rotations are marked by Al-Hajr Al-Aswad, or commonly known as the Black Stone, at the uh, eastern corner of the Kaaba. Uh, then the pilgrim is also required to move to the Sa'i, which is to traverse the distance between the hills of Safa and Marwa for seven times. This is what is called Sa'i, the Arabic term means to walk or move quickly. After Tawaf, pilgrims perform the Sa'i in what commemorates the journey by Prophet Ibrahim alayhi salam's wife 
to find water for her infant, uh, for her infant, which was at the time Prophet Ismail After they were left in the desert of uh, Mecca at Allah's command, the hills are now enclosed by the Grand Mosque. So then the departure to Mina is the next point which the Haji has to perform. The pilgrims proceed to the 10th city of Mina. It's called the 10th city of Mina on the first day of Hajj or what is called the day of Tarwiyah, Yom Tarwiyah. Yes. They converge to Mina for prayer which lies roughly 8 kilometers away from Mecca. Pilgrims are required to remain in Mina until sunrise of the second day of Hajj, where they leave to Arafah. They pay another trip to Mina on the third day of Hajj to perform the symbolic stoning of the devil, that is the sixth rite of Hajj. So what is the Mount Arafah? What is the day of Arafah? As the Nabi salam said in a hadith, Al-Hajj Arafah. So Hajj is, in essence, Arafah. So Arafah mm-hmm. is the center point of the, the Hajj of a pilgrim. After the dawn prayers in Mina, which is the Fajr Salah, pilgrims start the journey to the desert plains of Arafah, which is the most important day of, of Hajj. Muslims spend the day of Arafah in the vicinity of the mountain, praying and repenting. The rituals of this day end at sunset, which when pilgrims move to Muzdalifah. Yes. Then the next station would be Muzdalifah. Muzdalifah, after descending from Arafah, pilgrims arrive to the open land of Muzdalifah, southeast of Mina. Mm. People gather in mixture tents and are required to perform Maghrib and Isha, that is the evening two prayers. It is also considered the best place to collect pebbles for the Rami al-Jamarat, which is the stoning of the Jamarat. Mm. And what is the, the stoning of the Jamarat? It is a symbolic stoning of the devil the shaitan, where pilgrims fling uh, pebbles called Jamarat at three walls in the city of Mina. The stoning marks the third day of Hajj or Evil Adha, which brings us to the Evil Adha. The Evil Adha is the festival or the feast of sacrifice is celebrated by Muslims who are not on pilgrimage by slaughtering animals to mark Nabi Ibrahim Salam's willingness to sacrifice his son Ismail Salam upon the command of his creator, our creator, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The pilgrims spend the three days of Eid stoning the pillars that represent the devil, Satan. They later purchase the tokens to have a sheep slaughtered, which is nowadays uh, already done for them, uh, which is taken care, for, uh, taken care on their behalf in the Makkah neighborhood, which is Mina. So that is in short, uh, you know, just the rituals of Hajj and of course 
after that also the haji has to perform the you know the tawaful ifada and finally when he leaves makkah uh, on his exit he will make the tawaful ifada so in short maulana inshallah ta'ala i hope allah ta'ala accepts that few words much much can be said but that is how we can try and put it in just in short Beautifully, beautifully said, uh, Maulana. But we would like to know y- your your personal experience. Is it the first time you do Hajj uh, this year? Subhanallah, no. This is not the first time. I have been here for Umrah, uh, you know, many many years ago, and then I've also performed my Hajj in uh, my Fard Hajj in 2012, and uh, Alhamdulillah. I am here again. Allah Ta'ala gave us the opportunity and, you know, blessed us with another opportunity to put put down and land in the holy cities of Medina and Makkah. Alhamdulillah. And, and you still, when you arrived this year and you saw the Kaaba, did you, did you, feel, did you feel the same how you came before? Yes, indeed. Look, uh, just for the listeners... Uh, you know, to try and understand this journey is whenever a Muslim, you know, your heart is always connected to the Taaba, to the holy lands of Makkah. This is where Islam started. This is where, you know, the Nabi alayhi salatu salam made his hijrah from Makkah to Medina, where he's currently buried. And, you know, it is at the heart of every Muslim to want to return time and time again to these holy lands. And indeed, once you come here, you feel so at home, you feel so at peace, you know, as Allah Ta'ala has made so many, you know, uh, benefits that lies here in Makkah. As we know, one prayer, one salah gives you the value of a hundred thousand salahs in the holy, uh, you know, in the Grand Mosque, which is the Masjid al-Haram. So, of course, every Muslim and indeed myself, we feel honored. We feel so grateful to the Almighty Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. And we make the dua and it is a dua of every Muslim that Allah Ta'ala brings us here, you know, time and time again. Uh, if Ameen. we can come here every year, we will take that, inshallah Ta'ala. Ameen. Jazakallah khair, Mawlana, for the beautiful explaining of the process of Hajj. May Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala grant you a, a, a great status, inshallah, and make you among those ones who are always special for him. Ameen, Rabbil Alameen. We would request from you to make dua for us and for our uh, radio station, the new one, Markaz Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Jazakumullah khairan for the opportunity. Yes, indeed, uh, we will make dua and we are making dua. We have been making dua since the time we put put here. And it is probably the mark of every Muslim and the most important act that they do it is we make the dua for ourselves, our families, our dear and dear ones, and of course for the ummah at large. And indeed, we will make dua for you, for your radio station. Allah Ta'ala must take you from strength to strength, inshallah. Ameen. Ameen. Jazakallah khair, Mawlana. Shukran jazeelan. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullah. Assalamu alaikum, Mawlana. What wonderful words coming through from our Mawlana. And we hope that it's given our listeners an overview of uh, the rituals that all the judge present here today will have to undergo and perform du- during the next coming days of Hajj, inshallah. Um, there are some that are easy, but some are very strenuous. And that is why I always say for my first interview, if you are young and if you are by the means, please register to come for Hajj as soon as possible so that you can be able to do it with ease, inshallah. I mean. 
Inshallah. Amin, Rabbil Alameen. Looking forward to for uh, more of your interviews, Akbar, as it is uh, very uh, uh, beneficial and uh, it's it's it catches the ears of the the listeners alhamdulillah rabbil alamin everybody is saying what a wonderful interview is that that you take with uh, akbar clayton and uh, we need to hear more uh, of you now what what other experiences that you have been seeing what new things that you have been practicing okay so mulana we haven't been uh, on the road much because Really, the five days is a very strenuous days that are going to approach us uh, from Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, up until Tuesday, inshallah. So we are trying to conserve and preserve our energy so that we are able to fulfill our duties with ease, inshallah. Uh, because the heat does make one a bit lethargic and it puts one in uh, a different mental and physical state. So we try now our best to reserve all our energy. But when we walk around, the streets of Azizia are packed. There's a buzz in this area that is really so electrifying and so beautiful, alhamdulillah. Everybody's in a state of happiness and in a state of tranquility. There's a lot of love that is being spread around the streets and, and uh, between our brothers and sisters, alhamdulillah. You see mothers and daughters, brothers uh, together. So there's a lot of muhabbat. There's a lot of friendships and bonds being formed, alhamdulillah. But on the funny side, uh, because after the days of Hajj, um, the Hujaj will start leaving and departing the holy cities and they will be going home. So there's not much time to... So everybody's doing their final shopping now. But what yeah. I find very funny is that you find Hujaj running with the bags to the scale, to weigh the scale, to make sure that they're in the limit. They're not over the 23 kilos so that they can start uh, wrapping their bags and they can start putting their name tags. Because and the gifts, because after the days of Hajj, you just have to pick up those bags and Bismillah, you have to go to Jeddah Airport and be back home, inshallah. So we have a few days left. Um, everybody's still feeling a bit sad because, you know, the time has gone very quick. But Alhamdulillah, what a beautiful, blessed journey it's been, Mulana. Every single action and every single day has been a most beautiful and rewarding one, Alhamdulillah. MashaAllah. Now, one more final question. With regards to the food prices, did it increase than uh, the last year when we were together? <laughs> okay, so remember, and, and this is to all my world of travel buddies, all our world of travel buddies, because we lived right next to the restaurant that sells the five real uh, beef burgers. So I'm assuming because of inflation, they, the five real burgers have now gone to six real. Okay. So there has been an increase of of one real on those burgers, but I'm sure everybody will still buy those burgers, Mulana. But generally, not such a huge increase. Uh, right. I found a huge increase to be with the taxi service um, and with the gift section, but uh, with the food, alhamdulillah, it's still relatively um, inexpensive. And you can eat relatively inexpensive in Makkah and Azizia and Medina. So, yes. Alhamdulillah, not that much of an increase in food, Mulana, but other right. services, Alhamdulillah.
Alhamdulillah. It was a pleasure again talking to you today, Akbar Clayton from Mecca al-Mukarrama. Alhamdulillah. And we look forward, inshallah, to more of your interviews, inshallah, Rabbil Alameen. And always uh, keep some guests to talk to us and tell us about their experience uh, uh, when when they came uh, to Mecca and to Aziziyah. How uh, was the impact on them, inshallah, Rabbil Alameen. Salams to you, salams to the entire of your group, salams to every haji came to Bakal Mukarram this year. salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh from all of us at Makatul Mukarma. We wish you only the best. Assalamu alaikum. Shukran jazeen wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. That was uh, Brother Akbar Clayton broadcasting to us from uh, Makkal Mukarrama, specifically from Aziziya, uh, which is on the outskirts of uh, Makkal Mukarrama. WhatsApp us on 084 786 3132.